0: Just a moment. We hear that term of knowledge, that phrase, that statement all the time. Just a moment, I'll be with you. Just a moment, I'll get that. Uh, Around my house, Charlene says, will you get the trash? I say, just a moment. That means three days from now, we'll get that thing. Uh, We'll call our children sometimes. They'll answer the phone. We'll start talking. say, can I call you back in just a moment? And we hear from them two days later. Just a moment's a phrase that means a lot of different things and is applied a lot of different ways. And so I want to talk to you how it works in our spiritual life. Just a moment. It just takes a moment to make all the difference in the world. Just a moment. A moment can change the course of time, change the direction of life. A moment can change the eternal destiny of the soul. And the birth of Jesus Christ was such a moment that it did all those. I want to share some thoughts with you about this as you think about just a moment this Christmas season. Because you'll hear this term a lot when you're waiting at the cash register. Just a moment, I'll be with you. (laughs) Just a moment, we'll get that. And let's understand what it really means when it comes to Christmas. First of all, there's this. It was an unnoticed moment when prophecy was fulfilled. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says this. Hundreds of years before the coming of Christ. Hundreds. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. An amazing gift of grace love. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called the wonderful... Now, understand that government, that's pretty important. The government means he's going to be a ruler. He is going to be incredible in his leadership. He is going to be the ultimate leader. And one day, the government of the world will rest on him. And so, it will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called wonderful counselor, the wisest of all counselors, the best of all counselors. And the mighty God, the God of the angel armies, the uh, inexhaustible powerful God the everlasting father the prince of peace wow and yet when he came fulfilling this prophecy and <laughs> nobody knew it wasn't a big deal to anybody it went virtually unnoticed and, and so looking at this In the midst of a a busy world and political conflict and economic challenge and spiritual drought, Mary gave birth to a baby. The virgin Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ. The wife of a carpenter from Nazareth. God had arrived in the flesh and no one really knew about it. It's amazing what a moment will do. When Jesus began his ministry at the age of thirty, and began to walk down the highways and the and the roads of life, having encounters with people, it's amazing how many moments he changed lives. In just a moment, he's heading down the road. To, he'd been asked to someone's daughter was sick, and, and they, they, they said, would you come and take care of our daughter, and he's on the way there, and you know how it is when, when someone in your family's sick, you want everybody else to hurry to get there, and so they're there all kind of saying, man, we got to get there, come on, let's go, and, and they're moving, probably get, going through the crowd, and there's a crowd following because they've heard that something, Jesus is about to do something incredible, he's about to do something miraculous, so we're going to follow him, and as, he, and as he's making his way uh, down the road, it was a moment in time for a lady who had an issue of blood for twelve years that seemed like eternity. Forever, she had been sick, exhausted, her financial resources, and a social outcast to some degree because of her health, and alienated from people. Life was very difficult for her, and all of a sudden, she understands that Jesus is passing by, and her greatest moment of faith—that moment of clarity—when she realizes, if I can just reach out and touch the hem of His garment. I'll be healed, and in a moment's time, she reaches through the crowd and grabs his garment for probably a brief period of time, just to catch it as it goes by, and in that moment, it was amazing what happened. Jesus stopped, and he said, okay, wait, wait, somebody touched me, and you, you, know, you got to love the disciples." They said, of course somebody touched you. You're in a crowd. Like, yeah, man, everybody's touching you. We're rubbing shoulders here. He said, no, no, no. It was a touch of faith for power left my body. He called the woman to come forward. And in a moment's time, her life was forever changed because she'd met Jesus. Because what started out In his life is an unnoticed moment. Would not stay that way. For he would want people to know who he was and what he was doing. And why he came. To forgive sin. To change people's lives. So, it was only unnoticed for a short time. But then it also was an uncommon moment when the creator began a common life. It's very uncommon. I mean, really, when you think about this, the creator of the universe was cradled in a stable. That just isn't what happens with kings, and especially with God. The glory of heaven and the grandeur of heaven and the majesty of heaven and all its glory and fanfare and worship is now far away. From a place in Bethlehem, where Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary, it was so uncommon that that would be the birth of the King of Heaven. That's why the Jews missed it. Incidentally, when they read Isaiah, they're thinking some the, the King of of the world, the Kingdom of God, the King. Eternal is going to break the skies open and descend from the top of the temple and make his entrance rather grand. And that didn't happen. It was a very uncommon entrance into this life. And he lived a common life. I mean, (laughs) you know, he, he, he was welcomed by the most common of all people, shepherds. That was his first guest that said, we've come to see the one that was born. And it changed their life. A young woman, a carpenter, and a feeding trough for a bed. Doesn't get much more common than that. Jesus would be hungry, tired, cold, lonely, sad. He would need to wash his hands because he was now in the flesh. And the beauty of that is, Because he lived a common life, he lived and walked the same roads that we would walk and experienced the same life circumstances that we would encounter and experience. He understood what it was like to be tired, lonely, betrayed, offended, tempted, tried, troubled. He knew what all that was. He, he, he has experienced everything you and I experience except for one thing. He did not sin. See, we sin. Sometimes we're tempted, we sin. Sometimes we get troubled, we sin. Sometimes when we get tired, we fail. He didn't do any of that. He succeeded experiencing all the things that you and I experience, From whether it's from a middle school, high school perspective, or a college perspective, or, or a, a work schedule, or a home life or retirement. He understands what is a part of your life and the issues you face and the challenges you encounter. And he says, "I have walked your road. I have walked in your shoes. I have felt your pain. I have felt your fear. I have felt your doubt. I have felt what you experience. I've lived a common life. But in an uncommon way he didn't see and therefore, he became our Savior. And Paul will put it this way. For he who knew no sin, never experienced sin, became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You see, here's what John 1.14 says. So the word became human. 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 He became human. Like Like flesh. And made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. And we have seen his glory. The glory of the Father's one and only Son. John says, looking back, we saw how he lived life. We saw the glory of God's grace. The glory of God's love. The glory of God's power. We saw God living as man lived a common life in such an uncommon way. So much so that he would continue to have just those moments that would change life. As he again is on the road, he seemed to be always moving toward people. You ever notice that? And so again, he's on one of those journeys going down the road, and and there's a guy sitting there who's been blind from birth, and he cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he's crying out louder and louder. He would not be denied. The disciples, everybody's saying, be quiet. He don't need, he ain't got time for you. You're bothering him. And he keeps crying out the more loud, not to be denied. And Jesus stops and said, Okay, somebody's hollering my name. And again, the disciples say, Of course, hey, everybody likes you, man. You're in this crowd. You know, it's a lot of talk. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bring him to me. Let him come to me. And they, they lead blind Bartimaeus to Jesus. He said, what do you want me to do? I want to see. And in a moment's time, he saw. Just in a moment, his eyes were opened. And he saw people. And he saw trees. And he saw sunshine. And he saw color. And he saw Jesus. And he said, man, (laughs) this is awesome. Just a moment ago, I was blind. And now I see. You see, this is the thing we understand. This is how Jesus does in life. He just needs a moment. To make all the difference in the world in your life. The third thing is this it was an unexpected moment that will make a difference one life at a time. It's always those unexpected moments with Jesus that seem to make such a difference. He shows up at just the right time and just the right place. John, again, goes looking back at chapter 1, verse 12, and here's what he says. But to all who believed in him and accepted him. Now, there's, understand he said two things. You've got to believe, you got to accept. What is the difference? Believing is when I get the facts straight, I understand truth. Acceptance is now making it a part of my life, embracing it with all my heart letting my will match up with my mind. And therefore, if I accept him, to those who believe and accept, he gave the right to become children of God, to become a part of God's forever family. And they are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Heaven above, a spiritual birth. I mean, that's the challenge. John would take us to chapter uh, three and talk about a guy named Nicodemus who under had to deal with this spiritual birth thing. Nicodemus came and said, "How can I go to heaven? How can I know I'm going go to heaven?" And Jesus said, "You've got to be born again." They had a conversation. Nicodemus didn't quite get it. He said, "No, no, it's not enough that you're religious and you work at it and you're rule oriented and you're ritual driven, but that you have a relationship with Christ that's spiritual, and to have that, you have to have a second birth." a spiritual birth from above that allows you to connect with God, to have a common denominator with God. God puts his life in you so he can have fellowship with you. And that's the truth for us today. And so He said, look, uh, so we, John says, we look back and we see this amazing truth of belief and acceptance. And the need of a birth. And somewhere in Nicodemus' life, not in John chapter 3, but somewhere later on, there's a moment of decision in his life. And when Jesus is crucified for the sins of the world, my sins and yours, he comes and asks for the body because he's now a believer. He's a follower of Christ. He doesn't care that his Pharisee friends cried for the crucifixion of Jesus. He's not intimidated by their belief system. He now says, hey, this man was for real. And in a moment in time, he made a decision that forever changed his life. Wow. And then there's a guy, again, Jesus is on the road going somewhere. And a crowd gathers, everybody wants to see him because he's done many miracles. He said many profound things, and they're going, man, we ought to see this guy and, and and then there's a guy that's too short for the crowd. He climbs up a sycamore tree to get a look at this man, Jesus. Maybe hoping, maybe hoping something would happen. But when Jesus looked up and saw this man above all the people in the crowd, he said to Zacchaeus, I'm going to eat with you today, man. He knew his name. Meaning, I've been looking for you. you looking for me, man. I've been looking for you. I'm here to find you. And in just a moment, he changed his life. They had a meal together. They talked about spiritual things. And when Jesus got through sharing, in just a moment, Zacchaeus was no longer the same. He said, I'm going to quit cheating people with taxes. I'm going to quit taking advantage of people. And what those I've wronged, I'm going to make right. And he said, man, you're on the right road. Just a moment. Make all the difference in your life. There was a woman who uh, that had a hard life, a lot of disappointment, a lot of failure. Jesus is going to have an appointment with her. He's on a journey again to minister. And on the way, you ever notice how much that happens? On the way, something happens. He said, guys, I'm, I'm going to take a moment and rest. I'm going to go over here and sit by the well. And they said, we're going to get something to eat. And that's when you realize they're Baptist. Okay? We'll bring you a, a, a takeout. we got you covered, but we're going to go eat. Anyway, the, uh, he's sitting there by the well because he is waiting for one person to come by. She comes to the well alone. In her culture, that was unusual because you would want to have, that was the social hour for women. They came to the well together and talked. Talked about their kids, talked about their spouse, talked about what was going on, what they were cooking, what they were sewing. They just talked. No one wanted to talk to this lady because she had so much failure and she, her life was so messed up. And so she comes by herself to draw water and Jesus has a conversation about the real water of life and what it means to have something on the inside, not just physical water, but spiritual water that will forever satisfy your thirst for God. And so he talks about this with her and what it means to really worship God. It's not about a place, but it's about a person. And so she becomes aware and and he asks her some personal questions. And she's not sure she wants to be honest, but he begins to tell her about her life and about her failures, and about her pain. And he says, I'm here to tell you that you can drink from a well that will forever change your life. And it's just a moment away. Something happened to that lady, that Samaritan woman at the well. And she went back and told all the people in town, you've got to come see a man who told me everything I'd ever done wrong. And he changed my life. Guys, it's just a moment. They brought salvation from heaven to earth and brought a Savior into the lives of people who were receiving. It's just a moment. The next time you hear the phrase, just a moment, remember, that's all God needs to change a life. It's just a moment. Unnoticed, uncommon, unexpected. But here's what I do know about the moments with Jesus. All those are true, but let me tell you what's also true. There is no undecided moment with Jesus. You either accept him or reject him every time you encounter him. There's no such thing as I'm undecided. Not with him. There are no undecided moments. You either are made aware of your need for a Savior, you realize he died on the cross to save you from your sins, that God loves you unconditionally and desires to change your life and prepare you for heaven. And in the process, you either say, I want you in my life. I want to accept you as my Savior and Lord. I want to forsake my sin and turn to you. I want you more than anything else. You accept him. Or you simply say, nah, not today. That's rejection. Uh, I want to wait a while. That's rejection. I want to think about it. That's rejection. There's no undecided moments with Jesus. Every time he encounters you and invites you to come to him, it is a moment of decision. And you either say yes or no. Now let me ask you, have you had a defining moment in your life when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord? Has that moment come to you that has forever changed your life? If not, why not now?